Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. the jigs good kiwi band good kiwi band it's our intro music we quite often get asked to do that intro music is it's jigs kiwi band uh new zealand music month at the moment actually in the next fortnight starting next week we're going to feature a new zealand artist uh each day and we're going to try and get a few of them on as well to celebrate the musical prowess of Kiwis, some you've heard of, some you may not of. some youngsters trying to break through into the music industry we want to give them a little bit of airtime and hopefully a few of our music legends as well. So that'll feature in the next fortnight or so. A quick score update for you in the NBA. Of course, Miami lead their series against New York 3-1. So this is game five. If Miami win, they will go through to the conference finals. And they are leading 24-14 at the end of the first quarter. Keep you up to date on that. And later on today, the Lakers lead their series 3-1 against Golden State. Today's game is in Golden State. Home of Staff Curry. Uh, Lakers taking on the Warriors. We'll keep up to date with that. So today, going to talk a bit of cricket. We're going to play you a little bit out of uh, Smithy's chat with Martin Sneddon today. And we might do that at the start, actually, just to get the conversation started. Um, he's cutting it now. We're getting that audio ready for you now. And then we're going to talk just after one o'clock to Andrew Mentzel. I thought we'd go to an Australian cricket writer because there's actually not that many in New Zealand and Australia, is, it's, it's like Australians come to New Zealand for rugby writers and I just want their take on a number of things. Um, this distribution of funds from the ICC which sees India getting 40% of it, uh, New Zealand getting 4% of it, I think it is. But the, the, big, the big earners out of that are India, England, Australia. I guess no huge surprise in that, That's, but they always play each other. So of course they're going to get it all. I just have a concern about the distribution of funds to the likes of, you know, Ireland have caused some good upsets in recent times. Scotland, Zimbabwe, Bangladesh, uh, cricket associations that don't have a lot of money. It could make a big change to them on the international scene. So... Midday Man is going to be the cricket. I want you to talk about the legacy of David White, 
where New Zealand cricket needs to head and what they need to change. This is the chance for change. Uh, we already know the change that it's uh, leaving or left the Spark Sport platform. It's going to be back on free to air, which was widely celebrated, I guess. And um, the newly proposed revenue share from the ICC. I'll actually get those figures up for you shortly um, just to read through it. But just your input on cricket, actually. Soon we'll bring you the, the highlights of the chat between Smithy and Sneds. But if you've, if you've, if you want to have a say about the trajectory of cricket, I've long said I think there's too much. I think we're just hanging on at the moment. It's it's like there's cricket on 365 days of the year, and regular listeners will know I feel like you need the opportunity to miss a sport to stay engaged with the sport, if that makes sense. It's like if your favourite meal's roast lamb and roast vegetables, you have it every night, you get sick of it eventually. Give me some fried eggs and onions. But we got Test Cricket and the Test Cricket Championship. We got the One Dayers and One Day World Cup. We got the T20 Franchise Cricket and the T20 World Cup. My solution, or my an idea I had, was T20 stays in the franchise model, and then once every two years, you play for your country in a World Cup at T20. But you don't have T20 in tours. It's One Dayers and Test Cricket. Or do you flip it round and say? We make T20s and Test matches tours, and then the one dayer is just a World Cup one dayer. I know T20 make most of the money, don't they? Well, they do in franchise, and the thing with T20 is, in the space of a Test match, you can have three T20 matches. You can have one Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Test match goes Monday to Friday. One match, one broadcasting deal, one gate taking. Not many people go. Whereas T20s, you get much better crowds. So financially, T20 makes more sense. I think the advent of the Test Cricket Championship and also the historical part that the Ashes series plays will keep Test Cricket to the to the forefront. Like It's a bit like we were talking State of Origin yesterday. We get really invested in the Ashes. Well, I do. I love the Ashes. I love it more when it's in Australia because we can watch it because viewing times is better. But we can still watch the first session, watch the highlights of the second two, and remember, if you're night owls, we have ball by ball commentary of the Ashes coming up pretty damn soon. And <clears throat> cool news this morning that we've got the Rugby World Cup radio rights as well. That's going to be amazing. Amazing. So, where does cricket need to go? What changes need to be made? Thoughts on David White's tenure? Um, what changes would you like to see? Um, and the cricket revenue share. 0800-150-811. Love to get your thoughts on it. Um, give us a yell. Midday Madness. Well, listen, Buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. I'm just trying to find those figures for you on the disbursement of funds, which is here. So they're going to earn 230 million US dollars per year in the new financial model. And here is how it's broken down. India get 38.5%. Let's call it 40. 231 million. So they get 38%. Next biggest is England. So India 38%. England 7. Australia 6. Pakistan 55 Next is 
might be us. It is. It's New Zealand, 4.7%, which equates to 28 million. Now, I don't know what it was before, but my initial reaction was, we only get 4% in the World Test Champions and we're ranked number one in the world in ODIs. We always go well at one day. But population is probably the hurdle for us and eyes on TV when it comes to broadcasting deal. But really keen to get your thoughts. 0800 150 Let's go to the phone lines and talk to Cliff. G'day, Cliff. Staffy, how you doing? Very well, Cliff. Yeah, hey, it's been an interesting couple of days with these uh, all these decisions on different sports like SENZ getting the rugby, getting more cricket, uh, the step down of um, David White, which uh, look, I'm, I'm I'm glad to see it happen. I think it needs freshened up. I think he's he's been a bit of a hard listen for a long time, <laughs> and I think. Um, his the head of the high performance that Brian Stronarch is he's another guy that I think needs to go. He's been a hard lot too with the issues with Amy Saff White, Ross Taylor, you know, even going back to um previous guys before there's been a there's been a, a real long story of problems I've had with certain individuals, um, New Zealand cricket and they've never really been that open about a lot of it and Ross Taylor's book certainly popped onto quite a few things. Um, going forward, now I like Roger Toos. He's on the board now. Oh. He hasn't been on the board all that long. So to me, Roger Toos could, he's got plenty of background in, in sport playing. He, he's certainly done a lot since. And he would be a good chief executive for cricket going ahead. Um, what about. Uh, what else is there to, to talk about cricket? It's just, yeah, look, it needs to be on Sky. I think it's, it was a real failure. Martin Sneddon wasn't, on, wasn't head of the board at the time they made the decision in 2019. I think the Rugby World Cup went on to Sky, plat, onto the Spark platform at two, for the 218 World Cup. So maybe that, that they just jumped in behind when there was offered some money in the offering. But it, it's never been a good thing. I think a lot of people who were sports people like myself, struggled with having the extra brand. Mm. And look, Spark picked up the odd thing, but it was always difficult to, you know, because you never knew what was going to be on. And going forward, I'm, I'm a bit worried about, uh, you know, putting it on TV1. Are they going to put Test Match Cricket on all day? Gosh, that, that could be a big ask. Uh, you know, they, they get the odd 2020 game they've had recently, and... Even that's a wee bit of a hard listen. I, I find the commentators on uh, that do TV One, you know, the this 2020 stuff. It's a little bit bouncy for me. Whether look, I, it's not all about me and cricket either. But yeah, look, what do you what do you, what do you think? What do you think of Roger Twos? You must have a bit of an idea about him. Yeah, look, I loved him as a player. Um, played in number 77. And I know he applied for the job to be head of sports betting when I was there. And he came second to Neil Sorensen, who ultimately ended up at the rugby union after he had a time. And I think he got into banking, Roger Two of uh, Roger Two of us, a sheik, Roger Twos. Um, he, I think he was in banking. And uh, from what I understand, he's got an astute business mind. And I think, like, the blend of Roger Twos, I don't know him, but the blend of... 
cricketer with business acumen. I think that's really important in this day and age in sport. You, um, the other one I was just thinking while you were thinking that was um, Dion Nash as well, being very successful in business as well. Incredibly passionate New Zealander. Good cricket. Nows, um, there'll be people out there. There will be people out there. And on the TVNZ free-to-air will they play test matches. Remember, they do have Duke and they do have TVNZ Plus, which is online. So you might find it still free-to-air, but it's online and you can stream it or watch it on your laptop or your computer or like I will, I'll just stream it to my TV. So they do have all of those avenues as well. I think, I think it's just having the publicity behind it a lot of people just haven't been able to really get in behind cricket at, those, at that level. And because Spark is, is just so low down the list, they do so little promotion on, on the game itself. Because they haven't really got, if you haven't got Spark, well, you don't see it. I mean, the thing with Sky is they, they push their sport across all their platforms mm. of what's coming up. And it's, it's just so much bigger. And... You know, they do it well, like Smitty, these guys, they've got background. And I, I just struggle with guys who haven't got a background in sport being put in the forefront of some of this cricket and stuff. You know, they just, they, you, you, need to, you need to be listening to someone. It's a bit like Justin Marshall. Now, that was a real kick in the teeth for, for him and for, Ed, for devout rugby people because I think he, he rouses the old person off. But to me, he's a good comments man with, with old, um, oh, what's his name? Nisbo. Who's the rugby for? Nisbo. You yeah. know, I'm just wondering how long Nisbo's going to last before he suddenly retires. Mm. You know, and then, then we'll end up with the alternative commentary style. <laughs> yeah, you never know. TJ's a bloody good commentator. He ain't going anywhere quickly oh. either. No, but I mean, he's not getting, he's been around a while too, and uh, it just depends who's in charge. And uh, where the where the you know where it's falling. So hopefully, hopefully it's a good look for New Zealand cricket going forward. Toozer, get rid of that Brian Stronarch. I think there's, there's been nothing good out come through him. So yeah, let's see what happens. Good man, Cliff. Good hearing from you. That's Cliff out of Dunedin. We come up to Auckland to the Life Members Aid. G'day, Zaid. Good afternoon, Staffy. Hello, my man. Um, great news this morning, 8.10am, uh, Sens has got the uh, World Cup commentary. You'll be pretty happy about right. that, because you love your sport on the radio. Yeah, great news there, so um, obviously I can't, I love the commentary on the radio, so I'll be definitely tuning in on the Sens app, and uh, September, absolutely fizzing for that. And uh, there's going to be a great game of Super on Saturday, uh, Blues Crusaders, so looking forward to that. Um, but I'll get to the black caps. Um, test cricket is the problem for me. We get all these teams over here, and then it's like, oh, no, it's a two-game series. Well, how does that get decided? Sorry, you it just... It has to be three games. Say that again. You just cut out a bit there, Zay. Three, uh, two-game series. They're, they're pointless. Yeah. Test matches. Yeah, I know. What, what's that doing? Nothing. Yeah, what's, you, bring, you bring England over. Was it a... Um, they came all the way over here for two test matches. Just bring just some more so they can be at least at a three tests or no tests. Get rid of it. Yeah. Because that's just it's just, 
Yeah, I think we lost Zade there. Just a gammy phone line, sorry, Zade. But yeah, I'm in agreement. You've got to have odd numbered test matches. Three, one, I might actually, okay. I think one's better than two, uh, but preferably three. Preferably three. Scott Taranaki, g'day, Scott. Uh, g'day, Staffy. Uh, now, with White going, an opportunity here to give the game some more uh, enthusiasm, reinvigorate, I suppose, if you like, the yep. nation. I've got a different take on how things should be looked. I'd like to see more domestic cricket on TV, for example, so we can have great debates about who's coming up and who's going to be the next talent. Mm. Now, with the way modern technology's gone now, I know in England, for example, you can watch county cricket with commentators and it's done, you know, pretty well budgetly, as you can imagine. But, and you can even, they even do do district cricket now, I see, because they get some funny stuff out of that district cricket stuff. But, um, but what... What you could do now with modern technology with these cameras, they're ball tracking cameras now that don't require any people to even be on. Them. Mm. So, you know, we've got that technology there. And, and I guess this is where you would get your, you know, we all sort of talk about journalists, not journalists, so commentators not really being up to the cut that we would, you know, preferably like. You know, I know that the Spark team copped a lot of criticism for their way that they went about, um, you know, just you know, broadcasting the game. Now, if we had guys doing commentary of domestic games at that local level, that would also be a great way for them to cut their teeth and hopefully make their way through to the international level and give us a better quality product going forward in the future. Now, not necessarily all of them have to be ex-cricketers either, I believe. I believe if you can, you know, portray and tell a story uh, adequately well on, on a broadcast, then there's no reason why you cannot be a person who's broadcasting an international sporting fixture. Your job is to tell a story and paint the picture if you can't see it, if it's radio, or if it, you know, and, and tell what's happening in front of you if you're on camera. So I believe that could be somewhere that we could benefit greatly on what we quality of the broadcast we provide. I'd also like to see you talked about the T20 game, you know, or do we lose the one day game? Now I, I believe we there isn't room. I, I, T20s, you know, you, you couldn't tell me who won a series, you know, two years ago. It, no. it, but you could probably tell me who won a test series two years ago, you know, when yep. uh, we beat South Africa or, uh, you know, England were here or, you know, these, these are things. And I, my son's coming up in the game and I talked to him about, you know, what you want to play. You want to be a test cricketer because everyone will remember you if you're a great test cricketer or you played, you know, great cricket at that level. But they won't probably remember you being a, you know, a fantastic T20 cricketer in 20 years' time. So, you know, the game's history is, is etched in four, is five-day cricket. So the, the test match game, I believe, is on a little bit of a resurgence. I, I, you know, the interest level in it is high, you know, because we are getting more of that Ashes sort of stuff going on and New Zealand have been able to be reasonably competitive, you know, in the last probably 10 years in the game. And that's always going to get more interest in it. So I believe test cricket needs its place. And I, I think that Zade's correct. You need three-game series somehow that has to happen and, and for me that's dropped the T20 game out of international cricket, it's just purely a uh, if you like an NBA or an NFL model if you like, it's it's purely down to your uh, if you like your franchise cricket model uh, and that's played, that could be played worldwide even you know, not just an Indian IPL, there could actually be New Zealand teams that travel and play in a, in a global tournament if you like that's all over the place, so it could run all year round, uh, but at international level, I would prefer it to vanish, to be honest, and it just be the one day as in the test cricket, and then we can fit our three-game 
test match series in our five one day is and I just feel like we're trying to cram so much in, we're actually diluting the quality of the good product mm. to try and grab the okay product to get bums on seats. And I think that actually hurts the game. And we're not seeing the best cricketers at their pinnacle because they're trying to score runs and we all know cricket's a game where you kind of build an innings, you know, and, and then you end up like a Conway going at twenty or forty and then all of a sudden he's at hundred and ten but he's at a He's at 120 with 140 um, strike rate, you know. So like, it's a it's a game of, you know, chess if you like. You know, you start and then you build up and then you get into the whole thing. It, it's it's a hit and giggle. I know it's the modern world now with Instagram Shorts and all that jazz. We haven't got the mind the, the mind to sit there and watch it. They reckon anymore. But I, I disagree. I think the game's got a lot to offer us. Uh, we just need to look at how we market it and sell it to the people. I, I, I really think if we can get that right, we'll, we'll reinvigorate the product. Yeah, it's ready to be reinvigorated too. Conversations need to be had, like the one we've just had, Scott. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Cheers, Talk soon. Cheers, buddy. We'll take a quick break. Joey, you hang on there. We'll take you straight after the break. <clears throat> Thanks for holding on, Joey. Welcome in. Yeah, g'day, Steph. Yeah, look, um, it's, it, you've got to have it going through the grassroots, obviously. You know, and um, that's where it starts. And, uh, you know, you've got to have these academies and, and, and so that the young kids coming through know that they, if they're any good, they can go to academies. And, and even if they're um, not going to get, say, to the Black Caps, but if they're Irish descent or Scottish descent or whatever, they might be able to play one day for, um, you know, for one of those countries or whatever. And also, too, staff, you know, the, um, uh, if you were the, the CEO or going for the job as a CEO, you want to leave the job when you do leave in a bit, the, the sport in a better place than when you when you first came came through, you know, to, to start it. So that's what you, you're, you're aiming for. And just you want the black caps, our black caps to be maybe the top three or four in the world and, and the whole three... Um, categories but also further down as well you want to be you know so you've got players coming through the academy that know that 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 um when players do move on from the black caps that they're they're moving you know they can move in and they've got somewhere to uh to, to go to if you know what i mean i do do you get the feel i get the feeling now international cricket is like the best cricketers in the world make them make most of their money at the IPO in that two months that that runs. Do you feel like international cricket, the players are trying to win an IPL contract? Because if I was a cricketer, that's what I'd be doing. Oh, I'd be the same, without a doubt. That that's where, why do you think Trent Bolt is, wasn't hasn't been playing for New Zealand because he's making a shitload of money playing for and he's looking after himself. And look, I t- totally understand that. You know, I mean, the, at the end of the day, there's only cricket or sport. There's only a, a, a margin of, of 10 years, 12 years or whatever. And then you've got to do something after that. But, yeah, w- without a doubt, that, that's what they're doing, Steph, you know. And also, too, um, you know, some of these teams we play, you know, if we're playing, not being mean, but if we're playing, say, uh, Ireland or someone like that, um, you can take, take it out of the ground. Like, obviously, if we're playing India, you, you have one of the test matches at Eden Park. Mm. Because in Auckland, massive Indian Indian um, people. Yep. So they'll go to that game. And you've seen that. You've seen that in the last the, the series they had. There was about 30, 38, 40,000 people. You know, 28,000 were Indian. That's yep. fine. 
But then when you when you're playing other teams, you spread it around a little bit. And and like you said, yes, without a doubt, if I was uh, a New Zealand cricketer, I'd be going for an IPL contract because you're looking after yourself and your family. Mm. No two ways about that. And just the last thing, Steph, um, uh, another away game. I can't believe the Broncos got another away game. Got two in a row. I know. What are they? They're so poorly treated, the Broncos. I know, mate. You know, like like um, Jeff Toby says, there's got to be an investigation into this. Someone's got to be accountable, staff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't believe it. Oh. Now, you have a good day, mate, and go the mighty turbo. Up the turbos, Joey. Good man. There's Joey. Ah, one of the great callers, one of the great listeners. Uh, 0800 150 What's got to happen? for New Zealand cricket now. We'll play the news with uh, Johnny Mack and then we'll come back with uh, a few of the comments that uh, Martin Sneedon made with Smithy this morning as well. But Johnny first. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Uh, update in the basketball, Miami 47, uh, New York Knicks 46. So it's closed right back up again, two and a half minutes to go in the second period. Let's go quickly to the phone. Scott from Wellington. G'day, Scott. Hey, Steph, how are you? Good, thanks, Scott. Um, I, I think on the cricket, um, firstly, I mean, my, my dream every summer would be um, we play three tests and then five one days, and then the um, Black Caps remain around and they play 2020 for the provinces, um, and then we have someone else touring and we play another three tests and another five one days against them, and, and obviously have six tests and uh, the uh, ten one days over the summer. Um, but at least then it, it brings a bit of interest back into the domestic competition. Um, because, I mean, I, I couldn't get my head around last summer, or summer just gone, why when we weren't playing, half of those players weren't even playing in that competition. You know, it, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, we need our Black Caps playing in New Zealand in our summer, whether it's for New Zealand or for Central or Otago or something like that. Um, that's what we need. Yep. yep. But yep. No, definitely. We, we need them around. Yeah, we we don't hold the conductor's stick when it comes to world cricket. We are the tail on the dog, and it pretty much dictates what India, England, and Australia. I feel like they set the schedule, and then they leave gaps, and we become the last piece in the jigsaw. And that's just uh, the commercialness of international cricket, I guess. It is, yeah, and that's that's the hard bit. It's you know it is out of our control, and and that's why that will always just be a dream. Mm. Um, and I think as well when it comes to our players, oh, you know I think the further it goes on, we're we're going to have to work a bit more around players wanting to play around the world because the the money is just going to continue to grow and grow. And and as previous callers have said, I mean if you can you know if you can make as much money or even more money playing six weeks in a tournament versus what you make for New Zealand over a year. The career of a sportsman is so short and can obviously finish at any time. I mean, you know, they, these players are going to be looking at all those opportunities and we don't want to be against them doing it because that will just come back and affect us at the end of the day more so mm. than probably the player. Yeah, you're right. You did right. Bang on. Good stuff, Scott. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Steph. Have a good afternoon. To you, mate. Um, text from Chris saying, if more people go to watch our Black Caps, regardless who they play, then they can have three test series. Correct. But they don't. They don't. Um, we're going to play you a little bit of audio now that was uh, Martin Sneedon talking to Ian Smith earlier this morning. 
first point up is absolutely a board decision. The, the chief executive's job was something that big is to put the board in a position to discuss and ultimately make a decision. The chief executive doesn't make that decision by himself or herself. Um, so the whole board takes responsibility for that. Um, we went. We we had reached a stage, and and Smithy, remember, you know, um, you know, you were a spark, uh, guy for a long time. You know, circumstances um, where we felt that um, our exclusivity with Sky was, um, whilst it was really good for the subscribers of Sky, um, it wasn't good for overall accessibility of the population's cricket. So um, we decided that uh, when the, the opportunity arose, that um, we would ask our future broadcasting partners um, to come up with a vision as to how they could use what, what strengths they had, but at the same time enable us to have much greater accessibility to uh, wider ranges of, of the New Zealand population, and, and in particular, um, how they would uh, uh, enable a partnership with free-to-air TV. Um, Sky and Spark were obviously the key contenders for this. Um, Spark came up with two things that were more attractive to us in this circumstance. One was uh, a free-to-air partnership with Television New Zealand, TVNZ. Um, and the second one was the nature of the streaming platform we thought was indicative of where the future was going and um, we needed to make a start on that. We knew, we knew there was risks involved, yes. Um, we have heard uh, what people have had to say over the years, but um, the reality is that, that most of the population is adapting to um, the changing technologies that, that exist in this area and are getting much more used to streaming and uh, almost a pay-as-you-go where you choose what it is that you want to watch on what platforms you watch. The the beauty of the TVNZ connection was that, firstly, we were able to get a significant amount of uh, international and domestic male and female cricket onto free-to-wear, and so we were starting to open up um, uh, the opportunity for people to look at cricket um, that previously had been cut off for a long time. And then, secondly... Um, when Spark decided that um, the experiment that they were trying hadn't, hadn't worked sufficiently for them to continue, um, it meant that we had uh, uh, immediate access to um, another partner who was able to straight away pick it up. And, and this is such an interesting area now over the next three years. I think we're the only sport in New Zealand that is on free-to-air um, continuously. TVNZ are just... just finishing off arrangements now for how they're going to show all of the cricket. But all of our um, international cricket, a lot of our, all of our domestic T20 cricket, male and female, is going to be on free-to-air platforms. And, um, and we know uh, from past experience that the audience sizes watching uh, on those platforms are, are four, five, six times what we would get on either Spark or, or Sky. So we're, we're really now starting to look at how we take the opportunity and make the best of it over the next three years that TVNZ will be doing that. I think it's it's really exciting, it, but it does put a challenge on us to take advantage of it. Um, Spark also, by virtue of being on a streaming platform, opened up opportunities for us overseas that we pre previously hadn't had. 
as easy access to, and that's resulted in us being able to um, uh, access other markets that we just simply wouldn't wouldn't be able to get into easily. And, and just as a small example of this, um, uh, if, if you know, if I were to say to you, what are the top ranked over, uh, international markets that were purchasing our cricket rights? and to say to you that USA was about number four on that, you'd look at me and say, how does that happen? Well, it happens because you, you have a platform that you can send your cricket overseas on and it's easy for them to grab hold of it and use it. And so, you know, there have been all sorts of advantages to this. It's been a market disruptor. We've seen Sky lift its game considerably in the last, um, since the period that we, that we took on Spark, and they've done some great stuff too. So... You know, it, I think overall it, it's a good thing, but I do um, understand that it hasn't hasn't been well accepted by a portion of those people who love cricket. I also remember um, David White was on the run home last night and they said, what was your biggest challenge when he took the job? And he said it was the finances. Um, they weren't in great shape. Um, so they had to go offshore. They had to renegotiate broadcast rights, obviously, um, I've just learned then that America is the fourth biggest market for our cricket product, which is amazing. Um, so New Zealand cricket have to serve New Zealanders and New Zealand cricket fans. And I, I guess there was a semi-admission there that everything didn't go as well for New Zealand cricket fans as they would have liked, but they had to create a little bit of pain to have a long-term gain. I think that's what that model is. The spark scenario didn't work, and I don't think we need to f- figure out whose fault it was, why it fell over. Some people say it was always buffering. A lot of people say it was fine. They loved you could. They had short highlights, medium highlights, long term highlights. They quite liked the package. A lot of people liked the package. I think their pricing point was fair. Um, what is it about? 15%, 20% of a Sky subscription, but it was just cricket and they had other bits and pieces. So there's all of that scenarios around there. The free-to-air now, I think it's a real opportunity for cricket and TVNZ. And I know TVNZ have a desire to up their um, portfolio of sport. Obviously, they've uh, done Olympics, they've done Commonwealth Games, they do America's Cup. Now they're going to have uh, cricket. They've done the Black Clash. Um, they're very interested in getting a lot more sport in there. I know that for a fact. Um, there's, a, there's a potential big one going to be announced by TVNZ in the not-too-distant future of another one that they may have um, secured. So watch the space. But I think cricket's got an opportunity, and I think in a year's time we'll be saying it's better than it was a year ago. I'm pro- quite confident that's what we'll be saying. Keen to hear your thoughts, though. 0800 150 811. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Uh, texting from Mark in Christchurch. She said, I had to chuckle when Martin Sneddon suggested success with Spark when saying the states were now number four in subscribers. A bit nonsensical when maybe number four equates to 30 subscribers. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> um, did you know they started playing cricket in America in 1884? Did you know that? And there's a big push over there. I think Corey Anderson's part of the big push over there as well. And there's, of course, there's a lot of money over there. Um, 
be interesting to see if it can make inroads into the States. Uh, Kevin says, uh, David White definitely chased the dollar with the result that Test cricket especially was diluted. Surely when we became world champions, we should have sold more Tests, but we never did. The dilemma for David White, um, he said his biggest hurdle was the financial state that New Zealand cricket was in. Now, if, for example, uh, revenue from a Test match is, doesn't matter what it is, let's call it $250,000, and revenue from a T20 game is $250,000, and a 50-over match is $250,000. Hours per dollar, T20, by far the most viable. So I think that is potentially why we played a lot of that, and one day is, it's turnover of games to get turnover into the New Zealand cash registers before we could try and redesign. You, I take your point. We won the World Test Championship. We should have been a much more viable proposition. But I get the feeling, even though we, that we were the world champions, India, who they hold the king, queen, the bishops and the rooks in the world of cricket chess, they still want to play Australia and England because the broadcast deals worth so much more. All we can do is keep winning. Um, we are the top qualifier for the One Day World Cup at the moment. We we top the table. Um, we've already qualified. I think every team except one has qualified. Uh, West Indies sit at ninth. Uh, Bangladesh are playing Ireland in a three-test series, and I think if Ireland win that 3-0, they'll make it in, something like that. But that, that system's being abolished. I don't fully understand it, uh, but very soon we will be talking to Andrew... Uh, Mensal, he is um, Australian cricket writer and podcast host, etc. He knows cricket inside out, so we'll, we'll be having a talk to him to sort of explain uh, what's going to happen one day. So I want to ask him, I think at the moment we're just hanging on in international cricket for tests, one dayers and T20s, just. But it's like you squeeze a tomato for long enough, the seeds will come out. And I just, what's going to fall over first? Is it the T20s? Is it the one dayers? There has to be less of something. There is so much cricket. Um, if they keep going with the volume that they've got, we're going to start seeing what we've seen from the New Zealand team at the moment. We're pretty much, I think it was eight or nine players were in the IPL. Uh, and so the New Zealand team was without nine of their best players. So when New Zealand cricket team is taking the field somewhere in the world, it's not the best team that New Zealand can put on the park because there has to be the concession to the player to go and play the franchise cricket. And that's the way it is at the moment. God knows what cricket, world cricket, is going to look like in a decade. A lot of the owners of these professional franchise teams, they own them all over the world. So the owners of the IPL teams in India, they own the teams in the UAE Premier League as well. And I think they own the teams in the South African Premier League as well. And they could set up leagues everywhere. They could go to Jamaica, Bermuda. They could go to Iceland. God, they could even have a T20 Premier League at Scott Base if they could turn some money over. You know, I feel like the same owners are going to have more say in world cricket than ICC faster than a train going downhill. It's going to happen real quick. Looking forward to seeing what's happening in the world of cricket. We'll take our last break before the news.